Well, let me tell you, this past week has been one very busy week. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. This has been a very busy week, and next week, it's going to even be worse in some ways, but I've got a lot to share. Now, I've been mentioning on the program, and some of these programs had to be recorded a day or two in advance because of schedule here in Virginia with all kind of things happening in the background. And so I had to like get two shows or two programs put together in a day. Well, finally, this week, here it is the time to let you know all that happened. I've been promising to give you a number of updates on a number of fronts. And so let's get right to it. And then I've got some stories to share and some other things that are happening. And a lot of Thanksgiving in the process as well. For the last couple of weeks, I've mentioned this health issue that I've been dealing with. And the uncertainty of what it could be. Now, on the surface, when a, a person my age uh, starts getting excessive blood in the urine, it can be a sign of something major, if it turns out not to be an infection. And it was not an infection, so we were very concerned. And I know so many of you have been praying, and, and I can feel and sense every prayer that you've raised on my behalf. And in the middle of all this, we're trying to sell a home in Georgia. We're trying to find a place where we can live in Virginia. And and all the things that have gone right and wrong in that process, a lot has happened since the last time I sat before this microphone. And so let me get you up to date. I had a doctor's appointment this week, this past week, and The good news was that everything seems to be a lot better. In fact, it was about a week ago that I I suddenly noticed a radical change. And within a day, all the blood clots and all the blood just vanished. And everything was back to somewhat normal. Matter of fact, for me, extremely normal for the past maybe five, ten years. And so, we still don't really know what the problem was and why it lasted so many weeks. Um, I'll go back for some follow-up. They did some checking and everything seems to be all right. So right now, uh, being a critical patient is not one of them. We have some working theories that we're going to be dealing with. And it'll be sometime in September before I need to go back for some follow-up because unless something radically changes. And so I want to thank all of you that have kept me in prayer because, you know, I I worried. Well, I don't want to say I worried. I think, well, it's a human emotion. I was deeply concerned. So if something happens to me, what about my my dear wife? How, How is she cared for going forward if something were to happen to me? And, and I realized that it, it helped us in narrowing some of our decision-making process on where to live in, in Virginia. And one of the things we did a little over a week ago in, in all of this process, I recognized that 
the first thing I have to be concerned about is whatever ministry work God is calling me to do. I can't live in a place where I can't do what he wants me to do or my wife to do or us to do. And so it's become increasingly obvious a few things that I can do, some from virtually anywhere, but there are a few things that I need to be in a position where if I was to have to travel, my wife is not alone in a strange town by herself with our two little dogs. We had looked in at one community about an hour or so's drive from where I'm recording this program in Virginia. We are staying with the daughter and son-in-law during some of this process. And, and there was some housing that, you know, the prices were very good. The area was very nice. People were friendly but it still puts you over an hour, hour and a half away, between an hour and hour and a half, depending on traffic and conditions, from immediate family. And it's not like we're 30 or 40 or maybe 50. We're pushing 70. And while my health and my wife's health may hold for quite a while, the day is going to come that age does catch up. And the daughter in particular and the son-in-law have been saying, you know, we'd rather have you nearby so as you get older, we can help care for you. Being an hour and a half away is not really conducive. And so we decided, Lord, okay, we need to live closer. But everything we have been looking at housing-wise, what we could buy at a reasonable price and even repair and upgrade, they get gone before we could deal with it because we're still trying to sell a home in Georgia. And we need the proceeds from that house in order to get the next house. So it's been, it's been an unusual problem. And, and so here's, here's, what all, here's how it all transpired. We had a buyer, oh, I'm trying to remember how many weeks ago, for the home. Everything was kind of proceeding, but I'll be honest, and I kept telling this to my wife and others, I just have a bad feeling, and I don't know why. And I kept saying, I just have this feeling this is not going to close. It's going to fall apart. And we had been looking at a house, like I say, about an hour and a half, 15, 20 minutes away from here. We had kind of a tentative offer based on the sale of our home in Georgia, which the people wanting to sell the house, they were in no particular rush, it wasn't that they had to do it today, was fine because if, in fact, that would all come together, it could save some time anyway. Well, right about the time that we came to that understanding, the buyer for our home in Georgia just flat backed out, citing all kinds of reasons that the house needed this or it needed that, and a lot of it didn't make any sense. We knew of a few things, that were going to be done regardless before anybody bought the house, just things that you have to do. And I just, I, it didn't surprise me when I got that, that phone call saying I got some, you know, I hate to say this, but the buyer is backed out, which meant that I had to notify the people we were talking with that we're going to have to back out unless this house can sell quickly. But don't wait on us. And so we were back to square one. Now, I'll say this much. I really wasn't disappointed. Um, 
I, I mean, I've been going through this process for days before they backed out that I just knew it was going to fall apart. And I felt maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. And maybe, maybe God's plan has not yet been revealed and I'm trying to be ahead of where I'm supposed to be. So here's what happened. We get this new phone call from our realtor in Georgia. We have another offer on the home. Now, this offer made sense. Everything about it made sense. It, it's not being dependent upon mortgages or anything else. And these people are able to buy this to make it, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to say what they plan on doing with it. That's their business. But they are more than qualified to do this. And the offer was fair and reasonable, and the little list of things that we need to get taken care of before they take possession is something that can be done within a day or two in this coming week. And they want to close this coming Friday, like the 22nd of July. In other words, quick closing. So we're going to be heading out early Monday morning. We can't leave this weekend. There's some obligations still here in Virginia. The, uh, the, the daughter and son-in-law are involved because of their business with a craft show. And so we, we can't leave until Monday. And so we're going to head down. Most of our personal possessions are already out of the home and in storage. There's only a few things left to do repair-wise on the home. And the last of our personal belongings and two small furniture pieces that need to be moved, along with all the totes that are just in a, a five by 10 storage, it's only about half full. So everything will go into a trailer behind a truck. And so we're going to go down to Georgia this coming week and finish up all that needs to be done and providing that everything goes according to plan, there should be a closing on the 22nd of July. There's even a backup offer on the home. And that just came in a day or two ago. And so we feel very confident with the where we stand. And it was like, okay, Lord, now what? All of a sudden, in the midst of all of this, the neighborhood, which is, we're out, this is way out in the country, by the way, but there's a, a little neighborhood of, of just a small number of homes on a little, you know, road and circle. There's no, no main road through here um, where they found a home for themselves over a year ago, year and a half ago. There is a home literally around the corner you can walk from their house to this home, even though you can't see it. You got to go around a block. You can walk to that home in just a matter of a couple of minutes. Around the block. An easy walk. The home is a little smaller than we had anticipated, but then again, nothing wrong with that. It was a little bit more than we were hoping to spend, even with renovations, but not out of the ballpark. I mean, it was close enough. And so we made an offer on the home, and it was accepted. 
and they understand that they're waiting for our closing for us to set our the other closing date on this new one. The home is currently vacant, and we've been in it, and it's going to be the perfect home for us going forward, even though it's a bit smaller. I think as we're getting older, we don't need all the maintenance anyway. It gives me a nice room to set up an office and studio to continue this program, even do some video work and other things for ministry. But it keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. So if everything comes together this week and I need your prayers and my health holds up, we will close this, you know, this the Friday the 22nd and on the home in Georgia. And then literally within several days, we hope to close on the home in Virginia. I, I am amazed because I looked at this one house and it was not for sale. There was no, there was some rumblings, maybe someday it might go for sale, but everybody, everybody said it's not going to happen. In God's time, the home near, near the daughter and son-in-law was waiting for the right time. What we were trying to do in pushing everything was not the right time. And so everything fell apart. Now, the other people buying the home that we were thinking about getting, it, it, it sold right away. We, as soon as we had to give them the bad news, there was already somebody else that wanted the home. So it is under contract, and I think it should be closing up there as well. So it, it's good. Everybody, nobody was losing anything. In essence, we lost about a week, a week and a half of where we had planned to be. In fact, we, we would have been closed about a week or so, about a week ago on the home, had everything gone the first time. And we'd be going to a home that maybe that's where the Lord doesn't want us to be. And so here we are, thankful and grateful to Almighty God for, for looking out for us and, and the health improvement and, and the ministry opportunity. See, that's come into play too. There's several things that have come into play. In the church body in which I serve, I have um, a couple of younger people that are just go-getters, and they are all about church planning. And because of how we're going to be set up going forward, it's going to be easier to help them. And then something else came into the mix. We've known it's been there, and, and, but I just didn't think we could do anything with it. About um, a 10-minute drive from where we are, there is a vacant church building. The church building was built about you know 40 years ago, 1980-ish or something like that, 79, 80. I can't remember the exact date. It's in very good condition. It's in a nice, quiet neighborhood. And, and what had happened there is that the the church was kind of between two similar churches. I'm not going to, you know, and so it was kind of a bit of an overlap. And, and there was a few families that were really happy to have that church back in 1979. And for a season, the church did well. But as the initial members started to get older, slowly it, the, the church just got smaller and smaller, older and older. 
I've seen that happen. And the similar churches to them, to the north and to the south, were, were doing well, and they were larger to begin with. And so when younger families would choose a church, they would choose one of the others because it had everything they would need for kids and, and, and families. And so sadly, the, the denomination decided it was just best for them to close up when they got down to the last literally four people. A couple of other churches have started in that building and moved on. And then the last group kind of, when COVID came along, they, were, they just decided they're not going to be doing much. So this building, it sits there. It is fully equipped. It is in wonderful condition, ready to be used in God's service. And, and so I said, Lord, I know they're trying to sell it. So this past week, I met with the denominational leaders that have that church building, and we just hit a wonderful rapport and just shared a wonderful time of looking at the building and having lunch. And, and we're, we're now in a time of prayer. I've always, te- my wife's always said, you know, so when are you going to plant one more church? Uh, I've done several in my in my ministry career. I've taken churches in trouble and have dealt with kind of a restart. I've, I've actually done a complete from couple of complete from scratch church plants. And, and so do I really want to do one more church? And, and I think the answer is if the opportunity presents itself to help get it started, yes, I will. But there's going to be one difference. Unlike some of the other churches where I had planned to plant it and spend many years there in ministry and then bring in somebody and gradually pass it off to somebody else. I'm thinking this would be an ideal church as kind of a training ground for somebody just starting out in ministry to work with me and let them learn how to do the day-to-day work of a pastor with help behind them. And I know that in God's time, I will know the day that I need to step aside and trust God, not me, not somebody that thinks they know better, when God sends the right person. You know, the Bible teaches that uh, you plant, you water, and you harvest. And I plan on planting and bringing somebody in to help water it, and then we will know the right person to, to maintain it when the time comes. So that is another opportunity that is before us. And had we moved up into the mountains, it wouldn't be there. But there was something in the mountains that I that had my interest that had to do with radio and Christian broadcasting. But they don't need me there every day, just occasionally. So it's still doable to help this Christian ministry out with what they're trying to do. And I'm certain that God will make a way that everything we're trying to do will be accomplished in his time and in his will. What do we say in the Lord's Prayer? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I, I just ask you to continue praying for me that my, my health continues to improve as it is, that whatever is ailing me or had ailed me is now healed or will be healed, that this coming week, as we are dealing with 
with the closing on the home and the last repairs that everything will be as smooth as possible and that we end up back in Virginia safely on Friday afternoon, the 22nd, with the home closed and us ready to go on to the next chapter of our lives. There's still other challenges that my wife and I will be facing in other areas, but but God has got those in control as well. So health is doing better, so I thank you for your prayers. Ministry opportunity is there, so I covet and I beg for your prayers. And everything that needs to be completed over the next week is completed. I'm looking forward to that day that we can set up housekeeping and instead of working with a little bit of this and that and and a very primitive setup that I can be back with everything I need to really do this program the way it needs to be done, that I can then share with you the news you need to hear and also give you encouragement in your daily life. And I want to thank all of you that have been faithful supporters of this radio program. I can't thank you enough. And those that prayerfully have kept me and all of this up before our Lord. This has not been an easy time in these weeks up here. You know, things were supposed to go one way and we've been, you know, we've been kind of buffeted around between the surprise major health issue and uh, thinking we had a home sold, thinking we knew we were going, and it just unraveled and unraveled. And it was disappointing at times. But we just kept having, my wife and I would look at each other and say, God has a better plan. We just have to learn the one thing that many of us do not have, patience. And so here we are. I think about this radio program and the ministry that it has and what it can do, what it needs to do going forward. I had a, an email came through the website the other day. And, you know, it, it, the mail that I get, uh, whether it's email or, you know, mail with a stamp on it, is always an encouragement. And in the, oh, let's say this, this program's going to be almost two years old at the end of August. So we're, we're kind of like in our 20 what, third month right now of doing this program? I can count on one hand, one hand, the number of negative emails or even one letter that I've received, as far as I can remember now, for the last 23 months of somebody criticizing and mocking this program. And, and I, it had been a long time since anybody had emailed a complaint saying, you know, all of your stuff is nonsense. You're using God as your shield and you're just, you're worse off. You're, you're just as bad as all these other phonies and, and what have you. And you're just spreading a bunch of misinformation and I won't say the words that he used. And, and I was going to write him back, but I realized he put together a phony email address so he cannot be contacted back. And that's what cowards normally do. They don't want to have you respond. They just want a one-way conversation. And my question to him would have been, so be specific. What story 
have I ever shared on this program that is a lie or cannot be proven? Now, I'm sure that some would say some of the things we said about COVID are over the top, or they at least said it at the time that we said it on this program. But the things we were saying six months ago, a a year ago, a little over a year ago, have ironically turned out to be correct. I, I can remember this program being kind of banished off YouTube one time because I had made the statement that it appears that, you know, for example, these vaccines do not prevent you from getting or spreading COVID-19. That's all I said. Didn't talk about if it, you know, I said there is some evidence that say it, it may reduce symptoms in some people, but there's no guarantee of that. And when I said that, Oh, long time ago. I can't remember. Probably under a year ago, but it's been a while. I was criticized, saying, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, the president of the United States said, you know, get the vaccine and you won't get COVID. Take off your mask. And I said, that's not what we're seeing. Remember, I can see a lot of this data and I'm logical enough to be able to disseminate it. And turns out now even Dr. Fauci, after a year, is saying exactly what we said a year ago. That apparently it really does. I guess the vaccine's not effective in keeping you from getting or spreading. But he claims, but the symptoms are milder. Well, that may be, that may not be. A lot of it depends on the variant. We knew back in November of this past year that the Omicron variant, though very contagious especially ironically now to those that are already vaccinated that are coming down with COVID for their second, third, and in some cases, even fourth time, and they're fully vaccinated. The symptoms are mild. And to be honest, my wife and I, we are fairly convinced. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I'm not definitive on this, but back earlier this year, we both started one night sneezing profusely, followed by a dry cough that lasted and it was hard to get away. And thankfully, it hit on a weekend when I didn't have to record the program. And then by that Monday, my voice was fair, but I was exhausted. I mean, it it, it would come and go. I I can remember recording and having to stop for a half hour and then, you know, start again, uh, redo parts of it. But the one thing that stands out that both of us were dealing with We were tired. I never can remember a time in my life that I was as exhausted as I was then. I never talked much about it when it happened. But I'm trying to think. Maybe it was uh, sometime around, not sure. I think maybe January, February, maybe as late as March. Can't really remember fully. But we'd get up in the morning a little late and force ourselves through breakfast and a few cups of coffee. And then I would, I'd start recording the radio program. And by, you know, 12 noon or one o'clock, I would finally get it done and finally get it out to where it needed to be. And then I I would have to go to bed and take a nap for several hours. I, I mean, I just couldn't function. And my wife was the same way. She'd be up for a while and it's like, I, we've got to lay down. 
almost like you're just you just have no it's just like if you hadn't slept in two or three days it just catches up to you and then we wake up around you know dinner time and make something simple to eat we just weren't even in the mood to cook watch a little tv and the next thing you know we're heading to, we're heading to bed to sleep about 10 or you know 10 hours and so we were sleeping about 15 hours a day total and this went on for three three and a half almost four weeks we overall felt well. I mean, the the sneezing and the coughing portion went away, and we decided just to you know stay holed up in our little place in Georgia and not have any contact with anybody. We just felt to trust the Lord on this, and we did. And so, it's probably the gift of having natural immunity to COVID nineteen. Seems that if you ever get COVID nineteen and take the vaccine, you lose some of your natural immunity. They don't like talking about that, but the numbers are coming out. And I'm trying to assess, not just in a week's time or a month's time, but over a longer period of time. There's kind of a trending on how these vaccines wane, but what other suppression may happen to the immune system that many qualified doctors doctors are talking about we we see a lot of strange information out there it's like you have to only go with the one narrative or your anti-science and yet that narrative has been consistently changing so it was never correct to begin with but if you didn't buy the narrative of the day then social media and the mainstream media were out to suppress you and cancel you out of the culture We've been doing this radio program now for, like I say, we're in our 23rd month. And the one thing that I can honestly say is we've never made a claim that had to be retracted as something totally untrue. And so when I get somebody saying it's all everything you're saying, so you you want to write back and say, be specific. What did I say? What did I share? that you disagree with or you can factually prove that I'm wrong. Now, I'm not bragging on myself. Trust me, I'm not. I have to rely on a lot of other people to help me sort through this information. And I have a few friends that have been just a blessing in that regard for the things that I share when I'm doing this program. And so anytime I've ever asked that question to anybody that's challenged me, they they refuse to respond. Or the few times they do, it'll be like, you know it's all wrong. Well, what? Be specific. It's easy to criticize. It's easy to find fault. And a lot of these people, like this one guy said, do short wave a favor and get lost. Well, there are a lot of radio stations on short wave. You can easily turn the dial and find what you want. And if you can't, then produce your own program. I'm not trying to be nasty. I'm just trying to be to be honest. I believe this program, and I'll share more in the next segment. I believe this program is going to be going through a gradual transformation after we finish the move to Virginia. And, you know, we... Uh, 
I can't keep beating on the same topics over and over. I mean, I've got three stories I could do right now on some of the issues that are occurring among those that have been vaccinated and some of the health issues some have had to experience and why they believe it was because of, even though a lot of experts try to say it isn't, but the numbers are the problem. How do you have so many people having these adverse effects or these new diseases in numbers that didn't exist before the vaccine? So that's that's my problem. You know, you can you can say, well, that yeah, that heart ailment it can't be the vaccine. But then why do we have so many more of these ailments than we've ever had before? The, these are the questions I'm trying to ask, and there are a lot of experts that have some really good opinions. But I don't want to spend the rest of my life chasing COVID. We'll talk about it from time to time. I don't want to spend the rest of my life chasing politics. Politics are a very temporal thing, in my opinion. The pendulum swings back and forth. In the 50 years that I've been voting, we have had conservatives, We've had leftists, we've had liberals, we've had incompetence. We've had it all in the past 50 years. And that's why you hear me remind you over and over again as emphatically as I possibly can. Do not look at an election here in the United States or in Canada or in the UK or in Australia or in New Zealand or anywhere else in the free world. Do not look at some election as the salvation of this planet. Not going to happen. And there's where I stand on biblical prophecy. Tyrants will come and go. Good times and bad times are going to happen on a consistent basis. The United States has been very very blessed with religious freedom and many freedoms most of the world have never experienced at the level that we do. Yet all that right now is gradually in danger and people are sacrificing liberty for safety and protection and that safety and protection is designed to herd us into the corral and be, you know, have freedoms evaporated. You have Meta, which is the parent company now for Facebook, pushing what's going to be called the Metaverse. And I keep seeing those creepy videos about, you know, some daughter in one state putting on a pair of virtual reality goggles and her grandfather putting them on in another and they're pretending that they're fishing together. And neither one of them leaves their home. This is the world that many of the elites want for the drones of society. To be in your little rabbit hutch, put on your glasses and eat your, you know, manufactured food. Do the little job for the elites that need to be done. And just play in your virtual reality to save the planet. We'll talk about that more on the other side, plus a few other little stories and encouragement. 
But as we go to the break, once again, the biggest thank you that I can give each and every one of you that have prayed for me during this very difficult time and my wife, we we feel those prayers and we, we are thankful. We're thankful that we're still on the air and the fact that you're there to help us stay there. If you can help, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is Truth to Ponder. And we are at 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. And that is in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. That zip code again, 32536. And you're saying, so why does the mail go to Florida and you're in Virginia? Because of our travel between Florida, Georgia, and Virginia, and not knowing where we're going to be, we have a mail service that is currently keeping it secure. Once things are settled down, we will get a local address for the ministry and even move the ministry headquarters into the state of Virginia. So, But for now, and this address will be good for all the way to the end of the year, we've already you know, taking care of that. Once again, that mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. The city is Crestview, Florida, 32536. And we'll share more encouragement and hope on the other side. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The Banana Joy, coming up. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend. This is Jonathan Cullen, your Jewish connection, the nice Jewish boy, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Bananas, the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 speaks about the fruits of the Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. It's right up there with goodness, self-control. It's joy, and it's in the Holy Spirit. Notice, we tend to think of joy as something we feel, a feeling, an emotion, an experience. But notice what it says here. Joy is not spoken here as an emotion or an experience or a feeling. It's a fruit, and that's real important. The word in Hebrew, a peri, a fruit. You see, if there's a banana in a fruit bowl, it's not an experience of a banana in the fruit bowl. It's not a feeling of a banana in that fruit bowl. It's not a banana emotion in the fruit bowl. It's a banana in the fruit bowl. It's a real thing, a presence, a reality, a continuous reality. You get up in the middle of the night, the banana's still there. You get up again and it's gone. You know somebody ate it. And that's the joy that God has for you in the spirit. The point is fruit is not an experience. It's a presence. It's a reality. It's a continuous thing, not flashes in a pan. It's the reality that's there. You see, Forget about experiencing highs. Forget about trying to have an experience of joy. Rather, apprehend the reality of joy, the presence of God, which is the presence of joy, which is always there, even in tough times, even when you're not feeling so good. It's like the fruit in the bowl. It'll still be there tomorrow morning. And you can rejoice always at all times in God because the joy that God gives you is at least as real as a banana. (laughs) Want more? Well, ask for the first practice. Now, the free gift for you. What if you discovered the place of the lost Ark of the Covenant? Well, the ancient discovery just as awesome. The mystery of the temple doors on CD. You'll love it. It's our free gift to you. And Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guaranteed to revitalize your walk. Or a free New Testament. How do you get all these things free? 
Easy. Just remember Jesus is real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them, to bless those who blessed you and reach the unreached peoples from every nation. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can spread the gospel to the globe. It's amazing. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or write me direct to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next next time this is Jonathan Khan saying rejoice in the Lord always Shalom Alechem peace be to you my friend in Messiah Tikva Tenu our hope this is truth to ponder with Bob Bierman and a welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, I know that I went incredibly long in that first segment, and I kind of apologize, but I just wanted to share with you from my heart where things actually stand. How much has transpired, um, it's, it's hard to keep track of. I don't want to get your hopes up. Hey, we got this done, and we're, we're going to do this, and as we've learned uh, during this experience up here, you think you have it all figured out and it can fall apart. I mean, even even what we're planning on this coming week could fall apart. We don't know, but we trust it's in God's hands. Regardless, next week, you know, getting our last belongings out and making sure it's ready for clothes, you know, for the next owner, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, even if the sale were to fall apart, we, we still have our things now in Virginia ready for when the place does sell. And we just, we're just going to have to leave it in God's hands. We, we can't do any more than we've done. And our God is a faithful God. And so my real focus at this point in this radio program's life in my life, in the ministry that I really believe God has called us to do. Yeah, there's always scoffers, there, there's always name callers, there's always doubters, and people that laugh at what you're doing. You wanna know something? I don't wanna be in their shoes. I just don't. The Bible says there's always gonna be scoffers, so you just, you know, you learn to deal with it, don't, get, don't let it get you upset. I can remember, <laughs> this is kind of funny. This goes back at least, let's see, if this is 2022, this has got to be literally 20 years ago. And I was living in Florida. I was the pastor of a church. I was doing some radio work with a news talk radio station. And we were, we were one of the, few churches at that time that actually had a website. You know, a lot of churches were still buying yellow page ads because that's what they thought you needed to do. And I, and I told my congregation, that's well, all well and good, but you don't need a big ad. For, you know, Just get something that puts your name out there. There's not 
a whole lot of people to do exactly what we do, so you don't need to make a big deal. Instead, have a website and a way to be found. For those that are younger that are moving away from the yellow pages and into this, you know, new idea of the internet. And so we we had a website and it talked about the church and it talked about what we believed. It talked about a lot of stuff and how we believe that God's word is God's word. It's not up for us to define or pick and choose. And, and I remember getting an email sent to the website. There was a little button, you know, send an email and it would send it to me. And there was a clergyman. Do I dare say the denominator? Yeah, I will. There was a clergyman in the Tampa area. And he sent me an email. And he was, uh, he was the rector of an Episcopal church in the you know, Tampa, Florida area. We were down in Sarasota. And he wrote and he said, I, I looked, I found your website by accident looking for something else. I can't remember. He said, but I just got to ask one, one thing. Do you really believe all the nonsense and stuff in the Bible? It's all a fairy tale. Now, this is a guy that's the pastor of a church. You really believe in the resurrection? Do you really do you really believe in the virgin birth? Do you really believe that Jesus died on the cross? Do you really believe he's coming again? He goes, when we die, we just, you know, we're just worm food is exactly his words. I remember that. And and he so he was, he was mocking my faith and what I was teaching as a pastor. And and here he is, a pastor of an affluent church in Tampa. So I just wrote back a quick one-line letter. Now, maybe it was two lines. To the effect of, dear, you know, Reverend so-and-so, I said, I'm a little bit surprised that you, as the, as the rector of a church, um, the leader of that congregation, uh, do not even believe what the church, at least at one time, stood for. I said, how can you in good conscience... How can you in good conscience be leading that congregation? And why would you do it? And he actually was kind enough to write back. There was no hostile words. He said, it's very easy. Number one, I love the paycheck. I like organ music. And I like playing golf. And he said, making these people feel better about their inevitable death is just a comfort for them. And so I just do it, you know, they're paying me to make them happy. And I'm thinking to myself, how shallow, how dangerous, and what kind of preaching could he be giving to a congregation to give them true hope? And I realized then, 20 years ago, and other things that happened over the years after, that the true church is in decline. That many churches were going to be abandoning the gospel at a rapid pace. And I thought it would be over, you know, decades and many decades, maybe 40 or 50 years. I didn't expect it in 10 to 15 
like it's been. And it seems that, you know, the, the idea, if you throw something over a cliff or out of an airplane, it keeps getting faster and faster as it's descending to its crashing point on Earth. And in many ways, that is what is happening with many churches of the Christian faith today that have walked away from the gospel. They have jumped out of the aircraft and they are picking up speed toward their ultimate demise. The Bible says God will not be mocked. And yet many scoffers and people are out there mocking God, cursing him. Uh, they, They claim there is no God. It's amazing we're supposed to believe the science and the science just says the world created itself. Doesn't make any sense. They, on one hand, tell you one thing about science on the other, they want you to believe something even more incredible, that it just happened. Like I say, I I see a directional shift coming in this ministry. We'll still cover many of the same topics, But I truly believe we're coming to a time when there are other things that need to be shared. We are, we may get a respite. I've said this before. I I just, you know, this election coming up here in the United States may, and I say that once again, like I said exactly, you know, uh, in 2020, I said it when this program first began. I said it in August, September, October, and all the way up till November. I said, we may get a respite. Don't count on the election being what you think. Not that I ever thought of the scale of potential cheating that could occur at that time. I just knew, don't count on it. Don't don't put your hopes up that the election is going to be the way you think. And you see what happened. And whether that happened by design or by accident, doesn't matter. We are where we are, and we're coming to a time where those that want to remain in power will do everything in their power to do as such, and they'll do it without any conscience, without any moral you know, reservations, none of it. They believe they're entitled. So... Vote your conscience, but don't think that your vote is going to fix everything. I've said it for ages. I voted for 50 years. It's not fixed yet, and it will not be fixed in my lifetime, yours or anybody else's. And Jesus is going to come long before we ever get anything fixed in this world. We're coming to a day of judgment, and it's coming soon. The only thing my wife and I can do, the only thing you can do is trust and obey God. And I love this song. I have to play it today just for the encouragement. This is when you and I, all of us, need to hold tightly unto God's unchanging hand. Time is filled with swift transitions. Him 
Well, I don't know about you, but every time I've ever heard that song, I am blessed and I am encouraged. No matter what this world brings, just hold on to God's unchanging hand. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's not pleasant. But we know that he will, he will bring us through for his glory and our benefit. So hold on to God's unchanging hand. I Sometimes I, I, I think about where this program is being heard. All across the United States and Canada, and by the power of shortwave and um, even podcasts, but even with shortwave, we're getting into the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Africa, the continent, a good portion, parts of Europe. And as a podcast, we are now heard in, in many places I never anticipated in the Middle East, that I never anticipated in the Far East. And so we are thankful for each and every one of you that listen to this radio program and podcast. I really plan on doing things with this program to be a benefit to you. And your comments and suggestions are always welcome even criticisms. If you want to help this ministry out and keep us on the air, by the way, over the next week, there may be, uh, there could possibly be a best of program and I may have a couple of other specials because of all we have to get done to finish up in Georgia. It's going to be really hard to get this program recorded and everything happening so fast and having to change our schedule by a week. So just kind of keep us in prayer. God's in control. So believe me, there'll be programs worth hearing next week. But if you can help us pay for the airtime and keep us going, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. It's 5753, Highway 85 North number 3248 3248 the city is Crestview one word that is Crestview Florida and the zip code is 32536 that zip code again 32536 now go to our website truth the number two ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com look for the support tab and you can find that mailing address and also other ways you can keep this ministry on the air. But you know what's most important is your prayers. And until next week, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.